All right, here we go, part two. So I never wanted to talk to anybody about this, you know. Um, I always thought that, you know, I was being weak or since there was nobody there to follow up or to see how I was doing mentally after my hysterectomy, um, I just thought, you know, maybe I just need to deal with this on my own and I need to stop worrying about it. But I didn't and I still still <clears throat> mourn over my uterus and um, I never wanted to get down to a certain weight. I didn't want to get back to the weight I was at before I had my sons because I don't know, just something about having that little belly just kind of made me feel like there was hope for me to have another child. Um, so there's nothing now stopping me from getting back to 130 and 140 pounds. I'm doing an episode right now. Please text me. Um, and so I, you know, mentally I've had to deal with this on my own. I have to, I've had to figure things out on my own. The thing, the reason why I'm doing this episode, um, these, this talking about this is because, um, fibroids are finally starting to gain some public attention. Mainstream media is talking about it a little bit, not really. So I think what I'm going to do is try to create a foundation for women that have to go through fibroids and try to get um, some mental health help. There's no help for us after we have the hysterectomy to tell us you got to get up and you have to move your body. Don't be depressed. Don't, you know, this, this. It all has to do with your behavior. So I'm learning this from um, my weight journey. I have decided to reach out to somebody to help me to help me control what I eat and how I see myself and all of this. It's a lot involved. It's not just stop eating. Um, so when I think about black women who specifically say to their black sisters, y'all are too big out here, you need to lose weight. You don't understand what we're going through and what we have to go through um, in life to get to where we're at, to the weight that we're at. There's no mental health help out here. There's no physical therapy for you after you have your hysterectomy. Um, there's nothing. There's just, okay, you've had the surgery. All right. Um, and when I heard Monique say, why are my sisters out here in bonnets and pajama pants? And then I saw Paris did her... Um, one of her concerts in her pajamas and her stomach was cramping and blood. And that just kind of triggered me to think maybe if I talk about this, this will help other women to do more research into why their bodies are acting a certain way or doing a certain thing. Instead of listening to certain OBs on a general consensus, they usually tell you that it's okay until you have to, if you have to change a pad and a tampon every hour, then there's something wrong. But if it's not exactly an hour that you're changing your pad and your tampon, if you're going an hour and a half or two hours, that's no no cause for alarm. It's exactly one pad and one tampon every hour or even more. 
every hour, every half hour, every 15 minutes, if you find yourself, there's something wrong. Okay. But it's only up to an hour. And those are the things that the medical field needs to stop doing. They need to look at every woman on an individual basis to see what is exactly wrong with her body. Now, I'm going to give you guys an example. Well, let's go back to when I got pregnant with my first baby. So I was having contractions and I called, I had my, my friends were with me and I called the hospital. So how it happened was at two o'clock, I was talking to the um, lady who was helping me with breastfeeding, you know, telling me about breastfeeding and stuff. I can't remember what she was called. But she helped me. Man, she helped me so much. Then at four, I started having contractions. I was on the phone with my mom. She was like, you need to call somebody over there to be with you while you're having your contractions. And she was like, I can hear your breathing and all this. And I know when you're having your... And she was just like so excited and stuff. And so then I called my friends. They came over. So from 4.30 to 7.30, we were calling the hospital and talking to them. The girl on the line was saying, if she's not having contract, she doesn't feel the pain all over her belly. She's not ready yet. <laughs> I told, I was in so much pain. I said, "You is that girl a nurse or a doctor? Who the fuck is she? Has she ever had a, I talk, got that phone. I said, have you ever had a baby? I said, I'm feeling the contractions in half of my belly and I'm in pain and I feel like I'm about to have this child. It was a week before he was supposed to be born. And she said, well, you when you feel them all over your belly and you come in, I said, uh-uh. I hung up the phone, 7.30. I said, y'all take my ass to the fucking hospital. Right now, take me to the hospital. Child, by the time I got to the hospital, I was seven to eight uh, centimeters. If I had waited for the contractions to be all over my belly... I would have had my child in the in the fucking apartment with my two friends sitting up. Oh my God, what do we do? You know. So four hours later, I give birth to my my son. It was like midnight. I had him on August the seventh. And uh <laughs> I think about that a lot. And I'm like, if I had listened to that fucking girl who had never had a child. I don't know what it's like. The thing about us as human beings is that we don't look at each other as individuals. We all take shit in differently. We don't get that. Every woman's body is different. How I experienced fibroids, heavy bleeding, endometriosis, especially me having endometriosis, I should have been bent over in pain like my best friend, but I wasn't. It was different for me. So when you're dealing with depression and all this kind of shit, it's different for every woman. So when you're dealing with something like this, women are just tossed aside. We're not considered or given anything. We're just, and there are probably lots of women walking around like me, depressed and overweight and not understanding why. They're just thinking, oh, I eat too much. So you beat yourself up. Then you gain more weight. 
So I finally decided to reach out because I was just like, I'm staying at the weight. I'm staying at the same weight that I am. You know, I haven't gained any more weight. Now I'm starting to lose weight. Through talking to the lady that was going to help me lose the weight, she was talking, she was asking me questions about my, my mental health state. And this was very odd to me because when you go to weight control programs, they don't talk about that. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe mentally there's something wrong as to why I can't lose weight. Maybe that's why a lot of our sisters are out here in bonnets and pajama pants. Because there's something going on with them mentally that they're unable to express because the issues with women are not addressed. People barely know what's going on inside of their bodies. Women barely know what the fuck is going on. So we're dealing with this shit. And we're trying to do it the best way they can. So some of us have concerts in, pajamas, in our pajamas and we cramp heavy and we bleed in the, in, the, uh, in the van, like Paris was saying. Like this shit is not fucking normal. But our doctors are telling us that it's normal to, to be like this. And it's not. It really is not. And I'm glad that Cynthia Bailey was speaking out about this because it's like, my God, somebody's finally gotten a hold to it. And when I reached out to get help with my weight loss, I started thinking about all this shit. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm still mourning. I'm still upset that I can't have any more kids. You know? And it's like... <sighs> Forgive yourself for that. I have to forgive myself. I didn't do anything to bring these fibroids on, to stretch my uterus. I didn't do anything. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't anything that I ate. It wasn't, it wasn't my fault. I was unknowing. I don't know. The I asked the doctors, I was like, how are these things in my body? What is it? And she was like, I don't know. There's no answer. How can you not have an answer? How can you not fucking have an answer? I was just utterly disgusted. I'm disgusted with the medical community because they're not helping us. They're not finding the answers. That's what you get paid for, to find the answers. What is going on with my body? Why are you getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to tell me that you don't know? This is crazy. So we women out here that suffer from this shit, we got to help each other. We have to tell our stories. If you're bleeding heavy, if you're cramping, that shit is not normal. Go to a doctor. Tell them that you demand to get an MRI. They can look inside of you. They do this thing where they look inside of your uterus with a scope. That does not tell you how big your uterus is. He did not know. They did not know how big my uterus was until I got an ablation. And this is unacceptable. 
Then at the last minute, before I was getting my hysterectomy, I had to get an MRI. Get an MRI now. Don't wait like they told me to wait. They did all these CAT scans, all this shit. And, well, they didn't do a CAT scan. Hold on, I'm going too far. They did the scope in my uterus to see, to look at my fibroids. They didn't look to see how big my uterus was until the ablation. They didn't know how big it was until the ablation. I'm trying to think now. Let me, I'm getting all excited, get myself all upset and worked up. Um... <sighs> They did that scope after I got the ablation. Yeah. Yeah. They did the scope after I got the ablation because they wanted to know how big my uterus was and it was a part of what was needed in order for me to get the hysterectomy. Then I got an MRI. If you are bleeding heavy, and if you're having a lot of pain, tell the doctor, go to an OBGYN, go to a specialist. If they still tell you that it's okay, that you tell them. Your health care is a part of you telling these doctors what the fuck you want. If they can't give you what you're asking for, go to another doctor. We need MRIs. You need the scope to go up your uterus to see what's going on. Um, the MRI is really going to tell the story about what's going on with your uterus. If you can't do an MRI when you're awake, get knocked out. Get the fucking thing done. If your doctor refuses to give you an MRI based on your cramps, based on your pain, you need to tell them that put that shit in writing and I bet you then they'll they'll order that MRI for you and they'll order that where they go in with the vaginal wand. It's about, that thing is long. It's about this long. It goes up. It's probably not that long. <laughs> I exaggerate on shit sometimes. It's long. It's pretty long. And it goes up your vagina. And they take this wand and they go and they look at everything. It's like a sonogram in your in your uterus. So you go and do that. And um, while all this stuff is happening to me medically, I'm not thinking about the mental part. But I am thinking about the mental part. Because I'm getting depressed. I'm getting upset. I'm getting angry. And there's just no psychological help for you on this shit. You know? Nobody to explain to you what's happening. All they can tell you is, I don't know. Why are you getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to tell me that you don't know? Okay? If you tell me, I don't know, then that you need to get, your, your check needs to get cut. You don't need to get paid to tell me you don't know. You need to get paid to say, we're going to do some tests on you and we're going to figure this out. This is what we know about uterine fibroids so far, and we're still doing more research on it. Don't tell me that you don't know. I don't want to hear that shit. Um, so 
as I'm now doing my journey for weight loss, um, I got the first call from, I think she's a dietitian or a nutritionist. She never really introduced herself to me. She was just like, I'm going to help you with your weight loss journey, blah, 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 whatever. So they ask you all these questions and she was like, you need a behavioralist. And I'm like, what's a behavioralist? This is something new they've come up with in the mental health field. It's somebody that's helping me. This is how she explained it to me. She's helping me figure out why I'm not losing weight according to my behaviors or whatever. So she kind of digs and asks questions. She's not intrusive. She's not nosy. But she tries to figure out through my routine, through my schedule, what is it that's blocking me from helping myself? Why am I gaining this weight? What's, what's going on with me? So I'm finding out that I'm really depressed because I've switched from one job to another job. And with this new job, you have to sign on and log in your time. You can't just sign on the computer and be expected to work from whatever, whatever, but you're responsible for timekeeping yourself. It's like putting in a punch card, you know, when you come into work, when you leave work. So I'm stressed out about that. During the beginning of my day, I'm worried about getting onto the system because I'm working from home now. And it's like, I don't have time to fuck with trying to work out because it, no matter how early I get up, that time can fly by and it's time for me to go to work and I miss signing in because I'm trying to fucking work out. So she's like, okay, so after work, maybe you could walk around. It's snowing. I don't have no sidewalks. So I got a uh, yoga video that one of my friends told me is helping her. So I ordered that. I have that. The, the yoga video is a yoga for beginners. And uh, she's got a meditation part section on, on the yoga video. Let me go get the video. Hold on. I'm going to put you on pause. Hold on one second. All right. So this is the yoga video right here. Um, and I will tell you, with this video... I was so embarrassed because I know all of those movements she was doing. I could not fucking do those positions comfortably. I was so fucking embarrassed for years. I have been able to touch my toes. I have been able to stretch. I have, I'm very limber, but somehow I don't know how to do that shit anymore. And it fucked me up. I'm like, what the hell? Because I thought I was going to be able to, you know, move around and do it. No, nah, I almost fell on my ass. With the second, there's like two different programs. Um, You have to go in. Does it have like a... Okay, so that's oh, American Tail. <laughs> I had American Tail in there at first. Um, but, uh, the yoga videos inside of my DVD player. Yeah, it's two programs, two different yoga programs. One is where you stand up and that's the one where I almost bust my ass. And the other one is where you're mainly on the ground. 
And that one wasn't too bad, but it, it was still embarrassing because I've been doing these yoga moves for a long time and I stopped. I stopped doing yoga for a long time and it really is telling on my ass. So with the behavioral list, I told the behavioral, I told the dietitian or nutrition lady, I said, I'm going to have to give you a break for a month because I need to see what this behavioral list is all about. I really want to get into what her purpose is and how she's going to help me. So the first meeting that I had with the behavioral list, I was not happy about it. I was getting anxious and I was like, she's kind of fussing at me and I don't like this shit. It's like, I already know that I'm fat and I already know I'm trying to get help on to why. And I'm thinking, I asked her, I was like, what's your purpose? What do you do? Like, what do you, she's like, I'm supposed to coach you. So I'm thinking, oh shit. So the first phone call wasn't really that encouraging and I didn't like it. So I almost canceled this weight program with my private insurance. So I ended up keeping the, the next appointment and I talked to her and she was much calmer. She was nicer. She was like, okay. So I was telling her everything that was going on with me and the stress that I was feeling with my job and trying to work out and eat. And I don't have an appetite. I don't want to eat anything. And that's how I've always been when I'm trying to lose weight is that I'm very conscious of what I eat. So I may think that I can eat McDonald's and Burger King and stuff like that, fast food restaurants and stuff like that. Now I'm noticing, and this is the pattern that I've had my whole life. I've done this my whole life. When it, you know, I've had weight issues when I was younger um, and things like that. So this is what I've always done. When I notice that I'm too big or I'm too heavy, I start becoming really self-conscious of my weight and I don't eat uh, really bad foods. And so what I do is I give myself a break here and there. You saw in one of the episodes I was eating some Whoppers and some chocolate-covered hazelnuts and a couple of gummies I had. And I'll do that. I'll give myself a break. I won't beat myself up and stay away from that shit totally. But while I'm on my weight loss journey, I won't eat that fast food like that because this is what got me. I was thinking I could go and eat the healthier stuff off the menus. I could have a kid's meal and blah, 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 or whatever, or, you know, not get on the scale. I wasn't getting on the scale at all. And then when I'd get on the scale, I'd be like, oh, this scale ain't doing nothing but lying. Because every time I got on it, I was getting bigger and bigger. And I'm thinking, that food is not hurting me at those fast food restaurants. Because that's all we had around us in my prior, in my previous job. We had Wendy's. We had Long John Silver's and KFC were together in one restaurant. There was Burger King. There was Little Caesars. There was a Popeye's. All in the same vicinity. McDonald's. Um, a rallies. You had all these places that I had to choose from to eat from. Um, and then you had, I could have fixed the food myself. 
But it was like I was doing that and I was trying to do that and keep up with it. But then you get depressed again and you don't want to fucking do it. You don't want to get out. You don't want to take the time. And, you know, it's just a mental thing just comes on you and you don't want to do this shit. So it's like, you know what, before I get bigger, because I'm sustaining my weight so far, I finally bought a, bought a scale last year. And I've been getting on it and I've been, you know, and I've noticed that I've lost a couple of pounds and I'm happy about that. When I, I was like, cause I was about to go to McDonald's and get uh, dinner. And I said, let me get on this scale to see what's going on here. And I was like, I got on, I said, Ooh, I'm losing a couple of pounds. Child. I went out there, closed the garage door, took my ass back inside, put my car keys back up and ate something at the house. I said, no. Mm -mm. we're not doing mcdonald's while i'm on my weight loss journey we're not doing it i love their fries i love their burgers that fish sandwich that chicken sandwich um the hot fudge sundae the caramel sundae you can't do it right now on your weight loss journey you cannot fucking do it so i'm staying away from fast food so what I've done now is I'm letting the nutritionist know and I'm honest with myself. I've bought protein shakes. For the moments when I notice I'm not hungry, I don't want anything to eat, I get a protein shake. I don't just starve myself entirely. I get some kind of nutrients in my body, which is that protein shake. Then I'm making healthier meals at home. Like I make, I had the Brussels sprouts and... um I forgot what I put in that stupid uh, soup. Oh, Brussels sprouts and turkey tails. Oh my God, that shit was so good. I made two big, big things of that. Um, and I enjoyed that. So now I have another soup with kale, um, beef, uh, navy beans, and onion. A whole onion is in there. Garlic, cloves of, I think I put like, seven cloves of garlic in it salt pepper some other seasonings and let that sit in a slow cooker and i'm gonna be eating um off of it today as well and i'm you know like i said i'm noticing that i'm not hold on let me get my protein shake because i haven't had any breakfast this morning hold on one second so these are the protein shakes that i got it's the Atkins Plus um, Steady Energy. The reason why I got these, then this is for me, not, you know, I'm not suggesting you guys do this. But the reason why I got this is because I know when I need to lose weight, I will start starving myself. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy because then I'll get anorexia and I don't want that. And then I don't want to start sticking my finger down my throat and throwing up what I eat. So I figured that doing something for myself is better than nothing. So when I started the weight loss, when I start, when I reached out to this, to my insurance company to um, help me with my weight loss journey, they had a weight management course. So the lady contacted me, and so I was telling her, I don't have an appetite. I eat like one meal a day, um, but I have these protein shakes that I that I drink so that I'm just not going without anything. She didn't say anything about it. She didn't say it was bad or good or whatever. 
she was just like, you know, um, we got to get you moving. So I was like, okay. So all the things she was suggesting, it was stuff I really wanted to do or whatever. And it just wasn't encouraging me. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. So then she talked about me, talked, asked me questions about my depression. So then I was like, okay. So my depression was the main issue as to why I'm not moving. I don't, I don't want to do anything and beating myself up. I'm really good with beating myself up. So she was like, you need to talk to a behavioralist. I'm going to suggest this. And do you want it? I said, yeah, sure. So I got the behavioralist called me and I told you the first, you know, conversation wasn't good. We're doing all this on the phone. Um, and so she's talking to me and stuff like that. And the second conversation was really good. The third conversation was really good. Um, I'm getting a lot of support and help mentally, um, with my weight loss journey is, and that is what I needed. I never, I've never seen this in any weight loss program. And that's what you need. You need a professional, not some guru like Oprah. She's got all these fucking gurus and they, they ain't helping no damn body. These people are not helping folks. So I'm talking to the behavioralist about, you know, my, what's going on, my daily activity and things like that and how I'm feeling and, you know, my anxiety. So the mornings are not really good times for me to do anything, but a deep breathing exercise. So she was like, smell the roses and blow out the candle for five seconds. So I'm doing this now. And she also gave me another um, word of advice. Anytime you're getting ready to do something, your mind talks you out of it within five seconds. So as you're going, as you as you have this idea as, of what you want to do in your mind, for five seconds, you're going to count down 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000, 5, 1,000. Go do what you need to do right away before your mind starts talking you out of it. I haven't practiced that yet. I haven't done that yet. But I remember, and she told me for PTSD, because I have PTSD from military sexual trauma um, and also from child sexual trauma, um, child sex abuse. Um, she said tapping. There's a tapping exercise and she um, referred me to this seminar thing. And I was just like, I'm, I saw some people in that seminar. And I, I think Yana Van Zant was a part of it. And I was like, oh, no, that turned me totally off. Um, so one of the reasons why I got this Atkins shake is because it doesn't have any sugar in it. So I try to use as less refined sugar as possible when I'm eating or drinking anything um, because I don't want to get diabetes. So I just talked to behavioralist. I talked to her again and I talked back up with the, because um, I skipped a month with the nutritionist because I was talking. I didn't need two people talking at me. That's the thing. I wanted to see and gauge what this, what these professionals were going to do for my mental health and for my weight loss journey. But I was very surprised to see that there was actually a behavioralist to help me with my weight loss journey. 
So then in between all of this, I got my mammograms coming up, my pap smears coming up. I got to go to the doctor on Monday to get my pap smear and shit. And my nurse was like, you got to, you know, I want, I needed my blood pressure medicine. She was like, you got to take your blood pressure in the morning, whatever. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is fucking too much. This is too much. So I took one blood pressure, um, in the morning yesterday and then I was supposed to be taking my blood pressure every day, twice a day for the last two weeks. And I didn't, I'm, I'm not fucking doing that. It's just stupid. So my issue with my blood pressure is because of the stress that I go through. Um, and my weight, my weight is not helping my blood pressure at all. And the things that you eat is what affects your blood pressure. What is making your heart pump so hard? Stress. You're fucking stressed out about this or that or whatever. You try to do things to calm yourself down. Then you eat something that's not, it's got a lot of sodium in it. So it puts a lot of, you know, you, you just retain a lot of water and that water's around your heart. It, it's just a whole big mess that the medical field is not trying to fix. They just want to hand you, excuse me, a blood pressure pill to say, here, get the water, get the weight off and here, get the water retention down. And, you know, that's it. That's that's the only advice they have for your blood pressure. And then to exercise. So we know that's a, that's a journey that I'm going through and um, trying to work through this, trying to understand that I should have had mental health help with the hysterectomy stuff too, um, with the fibroid stuff, with all this crap going on. When you go to a medical doctor and you have medical ailments, they suggest that you talk to a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a therapist. That should be an automatic with anything you're dealing with medical because, and especially with cancer um, and things like that, because your your mental health is affected by what's going on with your body as well. So that should tie in, but it doesn't. It doesn't. You go have your medical procedure and then they send you home. There's no aftercare for you. There's no, can we do this? Can we do that for you? How's your weight going? How are you eating? None of that shit. If you feel this way, if your heart, they're only concerned with if your heart, if your heart is, you know, if you feel heavy in your chest and all the, your blood pressure is really, that, that's, they don't talk about the mental part of it. So that's a frustrating thing about it. So I was really impressed um, and I'm still really impressed. So I took a break from the, the dietitian or, or nutritionist and um, for a month, cause I just, I couldn't, t- I can't take all of that talking at me. So I'm working with the behavioralist. I talked to the behavioralist on the 11th of April. And then I talked to the nutritionist again, I think on the 5th of April. So I have them twice in one month and I'll be able to do that because I see that the behavioralist is really trying to help me. And I like that. I need to hurry up and drink this because it's like 10. And then about one or two, I'm going to go in there and eat that soup. And that'll probably be that. And I bought some mangoes. I have some grapefruit. I've got lemon. I can make lemon juice and do all kinds of good stuff for myself. So I, um, 
you know, this weight loss journey is mine. It's not yours. So the things that I'm talking about in this, if you feel like you could take some of what I've said and apply it to yourself, please do that. But as well as that, understand and know that your journey is yours. Don't take I don't know for an answer with any of these professionals out here. Make them give you an answer. Make them help you understand why you're cramping, why you're bleeding heavy, and why these things are happening to your body, why you have fibroids, why you have endometriosis, why you have cysts. Help them help, help them to know that you need answers. And I don't know is not a fucking answer. Fight for yourself. Because... They're there to collect their paycheck. They're going to do, you know, some of these doctors, like the doctor who did my hysterectomy, she was more scared than I was. She was really worried because my uterus was bad. And she said she was so happy that when she took my, when she did the hysterectomy, I didn't have a whole lot of bleeding. And I think that that was, that I could attribute that to the acupuncture that I was doing. It was really helping me. Um, and when you get acupuncture, one thing about acupuncture is you want to really be careful. You want to do acupuncture with people who are educated in this, who went at least to China or somewhere where they study this shit. You don't want to get somebody that's took a quick course. Like they have um, courses out here where people can learn how to do acupuncture Unless this person has references and has been doing this for a lot of years, do not do acupuncture with just anybody. Make sure they have to belong to a organization for acupuncturists and they have to be um, reevaluated ever so often. Go to an acupuncturist that knows what the fuck they're doing. So a lot of people out here, if they've gotten it, to where certain VA doctors can do acupuncture with your ears for certain things. I wouldn't advise doing that because they get a quick course and that's it. It's not really anything that's in depth. But acupuncture is a newer way that probably came from the Africans anyway. That people say the Asians are the ones that started it. And it's, it's not. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. Acupuncture really saved me from bleeding like a motherfucker. So if you want to do that for yourself, go ahead. If you want to find other things, go ahead. I've had people talk to me about these fibroids and all this shit. And I have honest conversations and I tell them exactly what, what, the, what I feel they should do. And they just go and do what they want to do anyway. So I kind of waste my breath talking to people sometimes. And I'm not going to do it anymore. But the main thing is, is that it took my body. I started having my cycle when I was nine years old. I didn't really understand that anything was really going on until 2016. So imagine from nine years old to 2016, it took almost 30 years. It took over 30 years for me to realize that something was going on down there. If you're bleeding heavy already, 
if you're cramping, if you're bailing, if you're just, if it's bad for you, you got to take Tylenol all the time. They tell you to take Motrin and Midol and all this shit. Don't wait. While you're in your 20s, demand answers from these doctors. Do not wait. I didn't know any better. But now that I know what I know, and I'm looking at you young girls out here, do not wait. And don't accept a doctor telling you that they don't know. Get answers. Your answers come from an MRI and that scope that they put up your vagina. I think it's it's a, oh shit, what is that? I don't know what it is, but it's a scope they put up your vagina to to look at your uterus and everything to see what's going on. And that camera catches everything. It sees all your fibroids. It sees all your cysts on your ovaries. It sees everything. So the person that has to read that will come back and give a report and tell you what's going on. So I had a nine centimeter up here and a six centimeter here pulling my uterus. It was fucking me up. Had to get my shit cut out. Please, I'm telling you, if you're bleeding heavy and you have cramps, go to your doctor and demand that you get looked at. It is not normal. You don't have to fill up a fucking tampon and a pad to know that there's something wrong with your body. Find your answers. Don't just let these professionals tell you because they don't know. They don't know what's inside of your body. Just like that little girl didn't know that I was dilating while I was talking to her on the fucking phone about to drop my baby. I was 78 centimeters. Can you believe that shit? So you can't let people tell you what is going on with your body. I had to tell my doctor, look, 2016, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good. There was something wrong. And then somebody told me about acupuncture and I said, I'm going to try that. I stopped bleeding. I thought the, fi the fucking fibroids were going to shrink. No, this shit was still fucking me up. After I got my blood back up and all this shit, somebody told me about fibro. Uh, somebody told me about acupuncture in between 2016-2017. I was getting my acupuncture between 2016-2017. I just kind of ignored my body, and then I started going for all these tests in 2017. I told my doctor, "Look, we got to do something, and we got to do something now because something is not right." I almost died. Now that I'm telling you this, I'm 52 years old and you're in your 20s or 30s or you're the same age as me or you've been dealing with this shit, get answers. Get help. Your doctor may not like you coming at them like this. Do it in a way where you are firm but respectful to them and to their craft. Because they don't want to feel incompetent. 
They want to help you. A lot of these doctors out here do want to help and they do want to find out what's, you know, creating these fibroids. But I, I personally, personally think that taking these contraceptives, these oral contraceptives and the patch and all this shit, the, all this stuff you're doing is just not good for your, for your reproductive system. And so I don't know if my fibroids and my cysts were created from me taking the pill. I took the pill when I was, started taking it when I was 18. And um, I stopped when I had my older son. I stopped when I joined the military. So I was taking them for like three years, maybe. And... Um, you know, just go back and listen to the first part. Listen to this second part again. Get the information that you need. Show the video to the professional if you want to. Show my what I'm talking about. Say, see, look at this lady. She went through all this and she's telling me that you could give me an MRI to tell me what's going on with my body. Because a lot of these doctors nowadays don't want to order these tests for you. But bleeding heavy and having cramps is not fucking normal. That's your body telling you there is something wrong. You either have endometriosis or you have fibroids or you have cysts or maybe all of it. I had all of that shit. So please, 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 please. Go and get answers. If you can't find answers from this doctor, go find answers from another doctor. If you're in Michigan, I have a doctor for you to go and see. If you're around Grand Rapids, Lansing, Battle Creek, Ann Arbor, I can give you some name. I can give you a name of a doctor Hopefully she's still doing hysterectomies or I can try to help you find support, a support system. You know, maybe this could be the start of my foundation, helping other women with their, with, with whatever's happening with them. But any medical procedure that you're doing, anything that you've been diagnosed with, go and talk to a mental health, ther um, mental health specialist about that. You know, mental health help is not just for people who are suicidal or who have depression or who have uh, PTSD or who have experienced trauma. Mental health, getting a medical diagnosis such as, uh, you know, somebody telling you, you got to have a hysterectomy, that's right there warrants you to talk to somebody, a mental health professional, because that's traumatic. They're talking about taking a body part out of you, a part of your body out of you that you were born with. That's traumatic. Now, women out here, transgender men that get their shit taken care of and all of this, they go and talk to mental health specialists to make sure that this is the right decision for them. So why can't you talk to a mental health specialist to, to understand and comprehend what's happening to your body Mentally, you need to understand that. 
And going and getting the procedure is not helpful to you if you don't understand what the fuck is going on. So fight for yourself out here. There are answers. And they're discovering fibroids more and more. And with more women that are high profile that do talk about this, it's going to gain attention. Women are not in a really good light right now because we're out here trying to blame men for shit. We're out here lying on men. We're out here transgender women, you know, trying to erase a man, uh, transgender men trying to erase men. I mean, it's just so much shit going on out here that we're not being taken care of. And I'm not saying that this is the blame for it, but we're not really getting a whole lot of respect out here because it's not many of us out here carrying ourselves with dignity and respect. You got women out here um, showing themselves and just not caring. So how do we, like my mother told me one time, and this is, this is far-fetched, but just, you know, take this for what it's worth. She said, if you don't take care of your car, when you take it to a mechanic, they're not going to take care of it. They're not going to do the best job possible. But if they see that the inside of your car is clean, that you take your car for a car wash, that you do this, you do this for your car, they're going to be like, oh, okay, let me. And it's true. I went to a, uh, go get my oil change and they were like asking me questions about the car. And I said, I just went and got new wipers for the car. Oh, okay. You taking care of your little car. I just went and got this done. Oh man, you really taking care of your car. So it's, it's sounds stupid to a lot of you out here, but you have to make sure that you have respect for yourself. Now, my belief is you keep your clothes on, stop showing yourself and all this kind of stuff. You may not believe in that, but society is not going to tell you we're not going to do this and this and that for you. You're just going to get that shit non-verbally. And I'm not saying that women aren't taken care of and we're not looked at seriously because of the things that we're doing out here. But I'm saying the, some of the shit we're doing out here is not helping us. And when we really have issues going on, mental health issues and medical issues, when we go and look for help for it, people are going to be like, oh yeah, I remember that Me Too movement. You were part of that Me Too? Uh-uh, I'm not helping her do shit. Or I remember she showed her titties and I'm a Christian. I'm a devout Catholic. I'm a devout Christian. I don't believe in that shit. I'm not helping her. People ain't going to tell you that. But this is what happens in life. So if you go and conduct yourself and you respect yourself and you love on yourself, people are going to want to take care of you. They're going to want to help you. You know, um, that may seem like a far-fetched response or uh, terminology or whatever to why women aren't getting help, but Women have been neglected for a long time. And we go to the extreme to show how important we are. And we don't really help each other. You know. And this is my best ditch effort at trying to help other women understand. That 
heavy periods and cramping are not right. When you don't, when you barely have a cycle, that's probably what it should be like. It should be like three days, but now the medical field has accepted seven days of heavy bleeding, and that's not cool. No woman should be bleeding heavy for seven days. So uh, I'm going to finish drinking my Atkins drink and um, enjoy the rest of my Saturday. Probably take my car out for a car wash because it needs it. And um, be praying for y'all out here. My journey with my uterus is over. I don't have to deal with it anymore. So if any of you have any questions, any concerns, any comments, you want some support, mental health support, call a mental health specialist. I am not that person. I could tell you about my journey. I could try to give you advice, but I am not the one for you to be going to, to help you with this. I could try to, you know, you could take bits and pieces of what, of my story and help yourself. But the more you think that the heavy bleeding and the cramps are just going to get better or they're going to stop one day or they are um or they're normal you're fooling yourself and you're headed down a line to where shit could get worse it may not get worse for you but if you want to have kids look into it look into it demand an MRI Demand the scope that they do when they go in and they look at everything to make sure everything is okay. My shit was missed because this stuff was never done for me. Because I never demanded, you know, until it got worse. And then they were like, oh, we got to go and check you out and see what's going on. Because I demanded it. I was like, something's not right. And I had a doctor that listened to me. She just sat there intently listening to me because I'm on, I'm the only one that knows what's happening on the inside of my body. She can't tell me that. Only I can tell her. So you, you tell them, get answers for yourself. Find out what's going on. You're not going off the deep end. You're not going too far. You're not exaggerating. Heavy bleeding and pain is not normal. Anytime your body's in pain, it is telling you and it is warning you about something that's happening internally. If I had demanded answers when I was bleeding heavy and I was having pain during my cycles, they probably would have caught the fibroids and the cysts a long time ago. But doctors kept telling me it was normal. And it's not. It's not. There are a lot of women out there in pain. Depressed. What we want to call lazy. Gain weight. Wearing bonnets and pajama pants. Because what's going on in our bodies is happening in our heads. And we don't know how to fix our heads. 
but I'm telling you to reach out and talk to somebody. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting me. I appreciate you guys. Take care.